Hey there, my Fly Credit family. It's your friend Jerry here again, and welcome to episode six of our Mind Over Money podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Now, today's topic, we're going to be talking more about impulse spending. And impulse spending is something that really runs rampant, especially in our society, because our society is really based on the idea of consumerism. And consumerism is the death of savings, it's the death of investing, it's the death of a long-term financial plan and having success. So it's really important for us to talk about this because if you want to overcome your your uh, uh, your habit, right? If you want to o- overcome your habit of overspending and having that impulse spending going on, then there's a couple of things that we have to talk about because if you're trying to overcome that and you want to just get over that habit of impulse spending, it's going to require a combination of things. One is going to require some self-awareness. So we have to get in tune with ourselves to determine what's really fueling the behavior. Next, we have to talk about the behavioral strategies that you're going to be able to take so that you can overcome it. And then third, we got to talk about the mindset shifts because these these, these three things together are fueling the impulse spending. And a lot of the times we're not even, even aware of it. So let's talk about what that looks like. And I'm going to give you 10 tips today so that you can totally overcome your impulse spending. You can totally just revamp everything financially and for your life so that you can free yourself up to think about the things that actually matter so that you can put your money in places where it actually grows and so that you can feel less stress around your finances and the bad behaviors and habits that are landing you in the circumstance that you're in today. So the first thing that we have to do is we have to become self-aware. And the first step of being self-aware is identifying what our triggers are and determining, well, what's really happening and why am I doing this? Now, a very good example of this is I used to struggle with my weight like really, really bad when I was younger. Uh, In my grammar school days, it was really a struggle with my weight. It was up and down all the time. And I realized later on in my life um, that what was triggering that was the stress that I was um, experiencing at home. Uh, I grew up in a home where my father just really physically abused my mother in front of us. And, you know, God rest his soul. Uh, But my mom did a lot to keep him, you know, in peace and raise the children. And she did a lot for my father. And unfortunately, you know, he was just in really bad circumstances with his health. And I do highly believe that that's what fueled a lot of the anger that he was taking out on my mother. And, you know, that that emotional... um, the 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 results of that was I was, you know, afraid of conflict. I was afraid to speak up for myself. Um, and instead of, you know, doing any of that, I internalized it and I ate a lot. Like I used to always just eat and I used to suck my thumb. Those were like the two bad habits that I had um, because I was just trying to cope with the stress that I was ha- that was going on in my life. And I was too young to understand that at the time. But as I got older, I realized that these are my trigger. Like these are the things that are triggering these behaviors. And when I identified it, I was able to later change it. So pay attention, y'all, for real. Pay attention to the situations. Pay attention to your emotions. Pay attention to the circumstances that trigger your impulses so that the last thing that you want to do is spend. 
because spending, especially overspending and impulse spending, especially, it's really it's really a feeling and an emotional uh, habit. So it's something that you developed um, most likely to deal with stress or deal with uncomfortable situations that you're going through. And some people call this um, retail therapy, right? Now, unfortunately, um, retail therapy can be very bad for our finances, especially if this retail therapy is a trigger. So if you're only doing it because you're triggered by something, then it's just a terrible habit to have. And so if you're going to have some retail therapy, you know, have a conversation with yourself so that you'll be aware that you're consciously going to spend this money and you know that you don't necessarily have to, but it is something that you want to do. And when you're consciously doing it and you realize that you're probably going to sacrifice spending this money in, in, for something else that's more important, then your behavior starts to change because you're more aware of the consequences that you don't want to experience. And this is something that I was able to change by developing new habits, new, more healthier, more positive habits that were able to help me grow, that was able to help me you know, have a better relationship with food, that, that helped me stop sucking my thumb. Uh, and so identify your triggers, like really pay attention to the situations that trigger you. Really pay attention to the emotions that you feel when you are um, spending this way. And also pay attention to the circumstances that trigger you. And so if you're triggered by stress from the job, or if you're triggered by the children not, you know, doing what you say, or you're triggered by what's going on with your partner, or you're triggered by, you know, what life, you know, life be life and your business. And there's so many things that can really trigger you. And so pay attention to what triggers you and then look at how often you tend to shop or you tend to spend on an impulse. And if you can put those two two together, it can help you really address them and start to solve them. Now, once we start getting in tune and more self-aware, then it's really time to start setting some goals for yourself. And I say this all the time, and I always say it because setting goals for yourself is the most important thing that you can do. Because if you don't set goals for yourself, then other people are going to do it for you. There are so many people in the world that are here today and have left this earth that have lived a life that they didn't want to live because they didn't have a plan for themselves and they didn't have any goals. So really define what your goals are and what your priorities are and have a real strong sense about what you're actually working towards. Because if you're focused on something, it will grow. And if you're focused on growing your savings, it'll grow. If you're focused on, you know, improving your credit scores, it will grow. If you're focused on improving your business practices and growing your revenue, it will grow. But if we're focused on other things and we don't have any clear set goals that we're focused on, your things are, are never going to grow. That's just the bottom line. So set some clear goals for yourself and make some specific targets for yourself so that you'll be able to reach it. One of the big, the best skill sets that I ever learned was setting goals for myself because I could be walking around here aimlessly, not knowing what I want to do in my life and not having any purpose. And that's one of the worst feelings in the world, in my opinion, was living my life on autopilot and not feeling like I had a good grasp on where I was going in my life. And that's depressing. So if you if you feel that way or if you felt that way before, you know, you're not alone. A lot of people feel that way. But once you start setting some clear goals for yourself and you start re-identifying with who you really are 
and what you really want to stand for, then so many other things in life just changes. There's just this ripple effect that starts to happen. So remember, what you focus on grows. And so focus on the goals, the, the things that you want to achieve, the life that you want to live so that you can actually have it, so that you can actually experience it. Let me tell y'all something. Losing my father early in my life taught me that life is just way too short. So live your life to the fullest, set some realistic goals for yourself and go hard, go all in and never, ever stop. Next, we got to create a plan, right? Like once you get some goals, you got to set a plan. Now, since we're talking about the topic of impulse spending, we got to talk about the budget because having a budget is literally having an intentional plan for your money. And if you don't have a budget, then you don't have a plan. And if you don't have a plan, I'm more than likely going to guess that you don't have a, over a hundred thousand, uh, over a thousand dollars in your savings account. And that's just me being modest, because if you don't have a plan, then you don't know where your money is going. You don't have any idea what you're spending your money on. I used to I used to be the this person that will walk in the store and say, I'm going to go grab a, a gallon of milk, but would come out of the store with everything but that. And do you know why? Because I did not have a plan. So create a budget for yourself, whatever that looks like. And, you know, all my university members, there is a training in the replay vault that talks about this, that really talks about creating a custom budget for yourself. The Money Mastery course teaches you how to create a custom budget for yourself. See, the thing is, the budget word is like the B word, right? Nobody wants to talk about it. There's this elusive thing that you know exists, but you're not really sure how it works. So with budgeting is really just honestly creating a plan that works for yourself. Nobody's budget, in my opinion, should be the same because everybody's goals are different. So generally speaking, when we're when we're listening to the topic of budget, if it, it sounds so boring because all you hear are people telling you that you have to cut out your daily coffee or you have to, you know, stop doing the things that you love because you just have to create a budget. And yes, don't get me wrong, there are some sacrifices that you do have to have when you're trying to create new disciplines for yourself, but you shouldn't have to cut out every single thing and just leave your your life all dry and not enjoying it. So I believe in actually enjoying your life and then finding the resources to help you with living it. Having good credit has helped me tremendously because I used to want to travel across the world, but I was too broke to do it. And so after I learned about credit card points and credit card rewards and the reward system and how it works, that gave me the opportunity to take more free trips around the world and see more cultures and experience new experiences and meet new people and cre just create new memories. And that's something that I'll never forget. And I'm just so grateful that I didn't have to go broke. And all I had to do was just get my credit together so that I can unlock a new level of financial opportunities for myself. So, you know, create a, a actual plan for your money and create a budget so that your money don't go into other places and you look up and wonder where did it all go you don't want to be that person i've been that person if you are that person it's time that we change that by creating an actual budget for yourself so that that way you'll know how much money is coming in you'll know how much money is going out you'll know how much your savings has you'll know how much your investment accounts has you'll know how much your retirement accounts has you'll be you'll have a real structured plan for yourself so that you feel really good about the direction that you're going Next, you need to create a system for your money. 
Now, now when, we, when we talk about systems, this can seem a little complicated, but what I'm really just telling you is create some repetitiveness in your finances. Uh, one of the great ways to do this is to put everything on auto pay. Like putting everything, all your necessary bills on auto pay makes your life so much easier because you realize that these important things are taken care of. My lights, my bills, my phone, my internet, you know, my food, my groceries, like all this stuff is automated. And if you automate the necessary things, then it doesn't leave you a lot of room to impulse spend, okay? If anything, you should have an account for impulse spending. So if you find that you're an impulse spender, it's all good. Just set some money away so that you can impulse spend and do it without feeling guilty. Because budgeting and creating a plan for your money doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be frustrating and boring. You can do it. You just have to do it with a discipline. So if you want to stop impulse spending or you want to stop doing it so much or you want to do it with without feeling guilty, then just create an account for it. And then you put everything else on auto pay, all your necessary bills on auto pay, and then you put some money away every week for your impulse spending. So that way your bills are paid. You can still do what you like to do, which is shop or whatever you like to do, and you don't have to feel guilty about it. So create a system around your money, a system where money goes into your savings, a system where your money automatically goes to your retirement and your investment accounts, That a system that, you know, puts money away for traveling and paying off debt and impulse spending and doing the stuff that you love, okay? You can call it a doing what I love account. Call it that. So you don't have to feel guilty about it. But that's really what it boils down to, having fun, doing what you love to do, doing it still responsibly and not breaking the bank in the process. So create a system for yourself so that you can still be happy and you can still get it done. Next, here's what's also going to help you, y'all. We got to talk about these, uh, these cat, these, uh, what are these, these cash app, not yet yeah, cash app apps and our cards being saved in every system and, and Apple pay and Uber eats. And you got to take your cards off of these things. You know why? Cause it's, it's too convenient and convenience comes at a cost. And at one point in my life, I was like addicted seriously to get an Uber eats because it was so convenient. They just delivered to my door. I could get whatever I want. And I can still get my work done. It was like, awesome. But those fees are astronomical once they start adding up. So what I decided to do instead was I was I just put together an account where I only spend on that account. And it was like an Uber like gift card. And so I put on the gift card, I put on the account, and that's the only money that I could spend if I were to do Uber Eats. But like putting my credit card on you know, all these apps and subscriptions. And, you know, I, I would say honestly to take your cards off of those platforms because when you're putting the information in the phone, like if you got to go look for the card and then you got to go type in the information, it really gives you an opportunity to think about it. It gives you an opportunity to maybe reconsider the purchase because you are having to do some work <laughs> in order to get it done. So delete your payment information off of like subscriptions and those online shopping places and platforms, because a lot of the times that's where you're doing a lot of the impulse shopping. And again, that's really putting a damper on your finances. Now, for some people, they actually know their credit and their debit card information by heart. 
and bless y'all hearts. I don't, I don't have that. I don't have that in me. I don't have that kind of memory. <laughs> but for some people, they actually know those numbers by heart. And um, I don't know how you're going to delete that information other than just completely canceling out the card and getting a new one. And in that case, you have a new card and you have to memorize it all over again. And, you know, if you have to, just don't activate the card and just use your credit card whenever you have to purchase anything. But I'm a big fan of just deleting my information off those type of platforms because that doesn't really give you an opportunity to rethink the purchase and maybe say maybe another day, which is another point that I should make, which is my next point, which is sleeping on it. Because um, sometimes... Actually, all the time, a lot of the purchases, all the purchases that we make mostly are emotional purchases. So like when you're buying something that you know you don't need, it's an emotional purchase. If you're buying something and your bills are behind and you know that you don't need that new piece of jewelry or you don't need that new car or you don't need that new, you know, shoe or bag and you don't need the stuff, but you buy it because you're emotional about it. It's an emotional decision. And we're human beings, we're emotional creatures. And when you're making emotional decisions, it's always best to sleep on something. Uh, I like when people tell me that they, when we're on the phones with them and we tell them what, about what we do and they tell us, you know, I'm not really into making impulse purchases, so let me just sleep on it. And I can respect that because that means that they have some type of financial discipline. But if you're fine that you feel kind of revved up and worked up about a purchase, then sleep on it. Just sleep on it because you're not going to miss out anything in most cases. Most cases is, is always going to be there for you to purchase again in the future. Now, will it be there when you want it, right? Sometimes it won't be. I've been in this situation plenty of times with people that have wanted to get into my one-on-one program. But with my one-on-one program, I only take 10 people a year for the program. So once it fills, that's it. You have to wait until next year. And I've had people that have come back and say, hey, I've got the full you know, fee, I got their full fee when you take me and I have to turn them away because I don't have the capacity to work with that many people. I want to give my full attention and energy and effort to the people that have already paid me. So I know for some people, they feel like it's unfair, but it's all about timing. So it'll be available in the future. It's just not available for you when you decide that you want that you wanted it. So it's one of those situations where if you feel like, you know, you're, you you feel a little stressed out about a situation, you feel stressed out about a, a or emotional about a purchase that you're making, just go sleep on it. That's the best advice that I can give you. Whenever you're, Honestly, whenever you're feeling emotional about anything, I believe truly that the best resolution for that is sleeping on it. Whenever I feel like worried about something, I sleep on it. When I feel anxious about something, I sleep on it. I, I lay down, I take a nap. Because what happens when we get emotional is we get really revved up. Our blood pressure starts going up. You know, where we're feeling like anxious and we're, we're, it's hard to control people when they're feeling like that. And so it's best to just calm yourself down by sleeping on it, just laying down, taking a nap and resetting. And when you reset your mind, you reset your body, you reset your, you know, your emotions, you can think a little clearer. So I would always say sleep on decisions, especially if you feel like it's an impulse purchase, because if you wake up the next morning, you say, okay, I still want that dress. Okay, cool. Go get the dress then. If you wake up and say, okay, I feel good about this decision to make this purchase. Okay, cool. You know, that's, that's all I want for you is to make sure that you're making intentional decisions 
and not impulsive ones. And even if you are making impulsive decisions, you're aware that that's something that you're doing. Now, I know I had mentioned earlier that if you want to, you know, overcome this, that you want to delete your payment information off of platforms. But I also want you to take it one step further by unfollowing like shopping, email lists and newsletters, boutiques and social media accounts that's constantly putting things in your face that's triggering you. So one thing that I didn't do for a long time was I stopped following boutiques and I, and I unsubscribed myself from boutique email new, newsletters and, and, you know, luxury bags and shoes. I, I unsubscribed myself from it because what happens is they send you all these sales and these deals. But, you know, what I realized is even though you may be saving money, you're still spending it. And when I realized that for myself, I, I stopped feeling pressured into taking advantage of sales. Because sales, for the most part, are always going to be there eventually. And it's all about timing for most of them. But like one sale that most people know are coming up is Black Friday. And they know it's one of the best deals that you're ever going to get all year. And so some people wait around for that because they know that they're going to get the best deal. But for most people, they, they just don't have the time to wait that long, right? But in most cases, like when you're getting emails from boutiques and stores and Walmarts and Targets and you know, all these places that you shop, then you're going to feel pressure into making purchases that you don't necessarily need. So I would highly encourage you to unsubscribe and unfollow the things and, and people and, and influencers that are triggering you. So if you're, you know, following somebody that has all these big homes and luxurious cars and shoes and bags, and you feel pressured into doing that too, to feel better about yourself, then you, you should re reconsider that because that's not healthy for you at all. You shouldn't have to feel pressure to be somebody that you're not for somebody that you don't even know. You know, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous. So unsubscribe and unfollow those influences because it's not helping you. <laughs> you know, those influences are not helping you. Uh, they're only hurting you down the road. So unsubscribe, unfollow, because those things are triggering you the longer that you're exposed to it. And then next, make a shopping list for yourself every single month, every single week. I make a weekly shopping list. And for the most part, I buy the same things at the grocery store every single week. I buy the same things pretty much every single month. And I don't really deviate from that. Uh, so making a shopping list for yourself can give you a better plan about what you're spending your money on. If I was the person that had a shopping list way back when, <laughs> When I was going into Target's trying to get milk and can't coming out with everything. But if I would have had a shopping list, that wouldn't have happened. So I always make a shopping list for myself. I make a shopping list for my fiance. And somehow he still comes home without the stuff on the shopping list. <laughs> I love him so <laughs> But it's it's a joke between the ladies a lot of the time. Like I, I send the husband to the store. And he gets everything but what's on the shopping list. <laughs> it's so funny, but it's true. But it it avoid it really does help you avoid a lot of the mistakes and, you know, forgetting the things that you need. And one hack that I've done, um, especially for making shopping lists for groceries, is I'll just make a, like a, what do you call it? A menu, like a menu for the week. And then I'll just go to the store and buy those items that I need for the meals for the week. And it just makes things a lot easier for me to manage because I don't have to think about it. And when we start thinking about things, things get confusing and complicated, and then you don't want to do it anymore. 
So make a shopping list for yourself and just go to the store every single week and buy the things that are on your shopping list so that you can stick to what's there and not deviate from it too much. And then next, we want to talk about accountability, okay? Accountability is important. Who is going to hold you accountable to your habits? Or are you going to just allow yourself to just try to figure it out on your own, do it by yourself, and fall back into bad habits? Now, when you're changing your behaviors and you're, you're developing new disciplines, it is going to take you a little time to adjust. But when you have somebody there that's holding you accountable, it makes it 10 times easier. Think about it. When you, when, let's say, for instance, you're trying to lose weight and you're, you know, trying to go about it, you're trying to learn the exercise, you're trying to learn the diet, you're trying to learn all these things about fitness uh, and how to shed the pounds. Now, the thing is, you have two options. You could either hire a trainer or you can go at it alone. You can research the exercises. You can research the body, the muscle groups. You could research nutrition. You could research all of that. You know, you could try to get a gym buddy maybe. But if you got a trainer, you literally have someone that you're paying to hold you accountable. They're going to tell you what you need to do, how many calories you need to eat, um, what time you, you know, how much water you need to drink, how much sleep you need to get. They're going to tell you exactly what you need to do so that you can reach your goals and they're going to hold you accountable every step of the way. But if you're trying to go at it alone and you're, and you're trying to build this new discipline by yourself, it is going to be 10 times more challenging because it's stressful trying to figure everything out uh, by yourself. The reality of it is we have information being thrown at us all day, every single day. I mean, the people, they literally, they look at hundreds of videos a day, thousands of videos a week, and they're constantly bombarded with information every single day. We are, we're constantly being bombarded with ads and everything every single day. And so with that in mind, you don't want to fall prey to that because you're online just searching for stuff and then you get lost in the dark side of YouTube. And then you got to look up and say, what was I here for again? Yeah, just avoid that by getting an accountability partner and paying them if you have to, right? If you want fast results, just pay the professionals because the, the professionals can get you where you want to be a lot faster and with a lot less stress. And then lastly, y'all, reward yourself. You know, you're working so hard, you're making some changes, you're, you're curbing those impulses, you're doing a good job. And so reward yourself and give yourself some reward milestones. So if one of your milestones is I'm going to save my first $500, oh, great. I'm going to save my 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 that my first $1,000, awesome. I'm going to pay off one credit card, amazing. I am going to, you know, send a dispute letter for my credit, perfect. I'm going to get a credit limit increase on my credit card, awesome. These are small milestones that you can use to reward yourself and so if you want to keep yourself motivated a lot of the times just celebrating yourself is enough you know like if, if you like going out to dinner go out to dinner by yourself and reward yourself go to the movies take a trip well, you do what makes you happy really but reward yourself along the way because it's going to keep you motivated it's going to keep you focused and remember what folk what you focus on grows so those are the 10 tips. The first tip was identify your triggers. The second one was set your goals. The third one was create an actual plan, a budget for yourself. 
The fourth one was use a system, create a system for your money. The fifth is get your payment information off of those platforms. <laughs> Seriously. The sixth is sleep on it. So if you feel like you're a little stressed out, just sleep on it. The seventh one is unsubscribe and unfollow from those impulse buys and triggers. You got make a shopping list. You got seek accountability. And then lastly, reward yourself for progress. So I hope y'all got some good information today and that you're going to use and implement and start changing your life today. And if you need some help, just hit us up. Schedule a consultation. Join the university. We got all the courses, the resources, the information that you need to get the credit that you deserve. So thank you for joining today's episode. Let me know in the comments below what your biggest takeaway was today uh, for this episode. And uh, if you have some questions, some concerns, you want to work with us, just hit us up at flycredit.com and be more than happy to help. But again, my name is Jerry Tolliver, CEO of Fly Credit. I'll see y'all next time.